Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption, a coffee break podcast that covers adoption, foster care, and parenting. I'm starting a new series today. I just finished the Instead of Tips series last week. So if you missed that, you can find that in the backlist on our page or iTunes or Podomatic or Spotify or any way that you follow the podcast. So I just finished that up and I'm starting today with mistaken goals. So I just want to really point this out. Mistaken beliefs and goals is something that is often overlooked when parenting kiddos in general. And if you're listening and you haven't fostered or adopted, you may be thinking, hey, this is my kiddo too. Yes, these mistaken goals and beliefs can end up in any kid's brain. They can be pursuing the wrong beliefs and the wrong goals for the wrong reasons. So if you are parenting your bio kids, yeah, keep listening. Okay. When parenting a hurt child, we must consider the child's mistaken goals and direct the child to new goals. The four beliefs and goals that I'm going to go over are adapted from Dreiker's Mistaken Goals as covered in Children the Challenge. Okay, I'm going to back up for a second. I'm going to talk about beliefs. Because whenever we're parenting a child in general, we often don't think about their belief system. Now, of course, if you're parenting your bio child and they're securely attached, that is, they went through the attachment cycle over and over and over with you, then they believe that you love them, and they generally want to please you. But when it comes to other kiddos, sometimes we don't even think about the belief system. What happens is in our brains, what fires together, wires together. That's the Hebbian principle. And it is pretty simple when you think about it, but often we don't think about it. And what does that mean? What wires together, fires together? What fires together, wires together? (laughs) What that means is our experiences are what cause those connections to form in our brain. And I've used this example very often. I'll just give you a simple, simple example from my own life. I am a coffee drinker. I have a coffee station in my kitchen. It has a Keurig and it has another machine that will brew coffee, make espressos, you can froth the milk, the whole nine yards. Okay, so I have coffee every morning. My belief is because of my repeated experience that my coffee maker will still be there every morning. I will get up, I will walk to the kitchen, And there it will be. I can make whatever kind of coffee I desire that particular day. So my experience over and over and over every morning is my coffee maker is there. The coffee is there. 
if I bought it or somebody else in the house bought it, I know that it's there. So what fires together over and over and over again is the experience of having coffee every morning. And so what wires together is that expectation that my coffee maker will still be there and it will still make coffee. So that's a very, very simple example. But what happens if I wake up one morning and the coffee maker is gone or it doesn't work? Then I'm kind of thrown for a little bit of a loop because I expect it to be there or I expect it to work or I expect there to be coffee. So when my belief is the coffee maker will be there, I will make coffee, things will be good. Now you think about a child who has had trauma in their past. What has fired together for them? What is wired together for them? Maybe it's been sometimes they receive praise. Sometimes they receive love. Sometimes they get breakfast. Sometimes they don't. Some, you know, whatever their situation was, if it was abuse or neglect, there's something that's firing together and something that is wiring together that will cause them to have a belief about themselves, about others, and about the world around them. And this is how they can get stuck in what we call mistaken goals, mistaken beliefs, because they're building their goals and their beliefs on the system that they have in their brain, whether it's true or not. For example, like I said, you know, the coffee, or let's just say breakfast. If they have breakfast served to them in their former home or institution or wherever they were, you know, one time out of two weeks, then that's not going to be their expectation. And their belief may be formed to, I've got to survive I've got to figure out a way to feed myself. I've got to find another way to do that. And that's why often adoptive and foster parents kind of are thrown for a loop when they bring a kiddo into their home. And they're kind of like, their their needs are being met. We're going to feed them breakfast every morning. They're going to have a bed to sleep in. They're going to have these things. They should know this. How can they know that? Why should they know that? What in their past has taught them to expect that or know that. So keep that in mind and maybe bring to mind yourself what is a belief system that you have held? How firmly do you hold to it? What would it take someone to convince you that that belief is not true? I mean, actually take the time, even if you have to pause that and write it down, Think of a belief that you have that's very firmly held. And it, and I'm not talking about a coffee. <laughs> I'm talking about something a little deeper. Think about it. Then think about your kiddo and what belief they may have. And remember how difficult it would be to convince you that your belief isn't true. It's going to be just as difficult or even more difficult to convince them. And honestly, just to point out, you can't do it with words. You simply telling them that belief is not true. You're well cared for, you're loved, you have a bed to sleep in, you have this. That's not going to work. It has to be shown to them. They have to experience it. Our brains are experience expectant. We're born that way. 
we're born waiting for those experiences to connect those neuropathways in the brain. And if they're already connected, they're going to have to disconnect and reconnect in a new way. So I wanted to make sure I spent a lot of time explaining that before we got on into the mistaken goals. Or maybe your bio kid had some trauma. Maybe they were in a car accident. Maybe someone really close to them, like their grandma or grandpa, died and it's kind of skewed their belief system a little bit and they're struggling. Well, they may get into some mistaken goals as well. Or maybe like right now, the whole world has been turned upside down and kiddos may think that things are never going to go back to the way that they were. Things are always going to be different and they may jump into some mistaken goals. So what I'm going to do for the rest of this podcast, instead of just focusing on one, I'm going to read you the whole list of mistaken goals and then we'll start next week and I'll go over the first one in more detail. So the first one is constant attention. Unless you pay attention to me, I am nothing. I have a place only when you are busy with me. This is the unspoken belief many children from hard places live with. And number two is total control. When a child has had no control over his life and no guarantee that he will be cared for, he will try to exercise control in any way he can. Number three, retaliation and revenge. Kids from hard places can displace anger from their past into their present. When they blame their foster or adoptive mom for what their bio mom did or dad, it is usually a subconscious behavior. And number four, giving up. As foster and adoptive parents, we see the repercussions of abuse and neglect. We see a child's mistaken beliefs about themselves, like you don't matter or you don't exist, being lived out on a daily basis. So I'm going to start next week with the first one and go over it in a little bit more detail. And then the following weeks, I'll go through all of them. Now, I did a short series on Instagram, on my Kathleen Guire page, and on Facebook on these if you would like to read them in text. And they're still there. You might have to scroll back or you want to message me. I'm sure I have them all saved. I can send it to you so you can get more information on it. So just remember, these are mistaken goals. In other words, there's a goal that your child wants to reach. And usually the goal that your child wants to reach is they want to feel in control. They want to feel safe. They want to know that their needs are being met. But because they expect them not to be met in the way that you think that they should, then they're going to find a way, they're going to have a goal of getting those needs met. And oftentimes they are simply living according to the beliefs that they had before they came home to you. Now, if you have a child that you had adopted years ago and they're still stuck in those, that's pretty normal. It takes a long time to leave an old set of beliefs behind. It takes a long time to accept that new belief. And they need to begin to have a new expectation 
But like I said, and it's very important to say it again, words aren't going to do it. It's got to be experience. And here's another another super important point, because I've heard this from adoptive and foster parents all the time, like, well, you know, we're trying to do the habit of celebration, like you said. We're trying to do fun things together. We're trying to make sure that our child's needs are met and they feel loved and secured. But whenever we begin an activity, they say they don't want to do it. So we just don't. Please, please, please don't listen to them in that respect. Or if you do listen to them a little bit, do it anyway. Do the fun activity anyway. Go on the road trip anyway and calm their fears. Do the things that you know will begin to change their expectation. Because I can tell you from the other side, with my kids out there adulting, all of those times that they said, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to do this, or that's stupid, I'm not doing this. They, those are the things that they speak of with fondness today. And that's true of any kiddo. You know, any kid anymore is like, you. wait a minute, you, you're making me leave my screen to make cookies? Yes, I am. So just remember that. There will be resistance. I think sometimes we learn new material. We learn new things and then we're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to use this. I'm going to apply, apply it in my family's life and everybody's going to be on board. Guess what? The only person that will probably be on board at first is you. And next month, you may still be the only person on board. But these are seeds that we're planting These are experience expectant brains that you are planting experiences in over and over and over again so that you can change their mistaken goals to goals that make sense. So I'm going to wrap it up for now and I will see you next week on Positive Adoption and thanks for joining me. And all this information I'm sharing is from How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos for Adoptive and Foster Parents. There's a whole chapter in the book on mistaken goals and beliefs. And you can find the book on Amazon, Alibris, Barnes & Noble, any major bookseller. So grab yourself a copy today. Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.